Hi there, this is Curtis Dieter. Like all of you, I am many things. A husband, a father, and a son. I'm a hard worker and a dreamer, a writer and a publisher, but underneath everything, I am made of rust and glass. You are listening to Proud to Be of Rust and Glass, a podcast series of conversations surrounding the creative journey and all the good and ill associated with making great art in the Midwest. It is the human side of colors brushed onto canvas, of words scribbled between covers, of sweat and grit bled into telling our stories. Real stories about real people doing what we love best, making great art. Welcome to today's episode of Proud to Be of Rust and Glass. Today's guest is Shannon Ice, a mixed media artist who specializes in found object sculptures, who she calls junkies. She has a studio, Wonderland Studio, right here in downtown Toledo with fellow artist Rose Leatherby. It is one of those rare spaces in the world where the second you walk in, you can feel the presence of seasoned artists at work. Here is her story, where we reveal the human behind the art. Great to have you today, Shannon. Thank you for being with us. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. So we'll jump right in. Um, I'm just going to ask you some questions to sort of reveal the artist within, so to speak. Um, Let's start with your origin story. Um, Where did you first realize you were an artist? It took me a long time to like actually call myself an artist, but my grandmother was super creative. She was always like cutting old clothes up and socks up and sewing them together and making dolls. And she actually, there was a Blade article that I'm actually going to the library today to try to find where she embroidered the Lord's Supper onto a ginormous piece of velvet. She actually made two. One was on red and one was on black and it was in the Blade and everything else. But I got to find it because I didn't know about it until not too long ago. And I got to go out and find these tapestries because one was donated to a church and I just don't know what church it is. I can't imagine the amount of work that went into something like that. No, they were ginormous, too. So um, you sort of learned how to be an artist and learned that you were an artist um, through a lot of the stuff you did with with your grandmother. Can well, you give us some examples of that or some of the things that you saw in her? Mostly, um, it, it, mostly it was my mom. We actually... Okay, so my grandma was super creative. She made all kinds of stuff, and therefore, like, all her kids pretty much were pretty were mostly all creative. My mom builds decks. She paints things. She builds things. She whatever. When I was a kid, we didn't have much money, and we moved around a lot. Um, I've lived in New Mexico, Arizona, uh, military. Okay. So I've been all over, seen all kinds of things, and I think because we didn't have much money either, I was, like, cutting up my clothes and sewing them back together with, like, other arms and things like that to be creative I guess but also because we didn't have any money so you gotta do what you gotta do right Right. and my junkies actually started because I was like I was at Jeep and I was watching because I used to work at Jeep and I was watching these parts go by on the skillets the skillets are the um the floor that moves that holds the carriers with the Jeep bodies on them Mm -hmm. I was watching all these little parts go by and I'm thinking they're gonna get swept off and they're gonna get thrown in the trash like what a shame I was like I wonder what I can do with those and that's where junkies came from. I just went home and started, I took a handful of crap from the floor from work home and I had some other stuff and put together my first junkie. Awesome. So traveling around, you kind of learned to take little pieces of, of anything of that you can find. And, and I saw I had inspiration everywhere, but I didn't know when I was a kid that it was inspiration. Right. And now I'll think back on things like, oh my God, I completely remember that from kindergarten, you know? Or, oh yeah that idea or whatever that's awesome do you have do you have like one moment that sticks out in your mind that you realized like hey maybe i am an artist um artomatic 419 actually like 2015 i want to say first time i ever showed my art 
to anybody, like besides like friends and family that knew things that I could do. I set up and I was so scared like to see people walking by my art pieces and I didn't know what they were going to say or what they were going to think or how I was going to feel about what they said or what they thought. I don't know. I got to know so many people there and that was it. It was it from there. That's awesome. That's so really... 2015 is right to 2017, probably somewhere in there is where I decided to actually call myself an artist. Yeah. 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 It's really hard to put yourself out there. I mean, you're exposing a part of you that, you know, you've only been with for so long. Right. That nobody else has seen that is so you know integral to who you are. So throughout that uh, sort of process from, from, from doing all the things to realizing you're an artist, uh, what's the biggest struggle you've had with creating specifically here in the Midwest? I honestly don't have a struggle creating. I'm, I'm so like, my mind is creatively overactive, ADD. I can't not create. Like I'm just constantly always making something. At home, I'm baking. At the studio, I'm making art. If I'm at a restaurant, I'm making something out of the straw paper. I can't not create things. Is there any struggles with being, you know, the other side of being an artist in the Midwest, not just the creating side of it, but obviously nowadays in today's art culture, there's more than just making your art. You also have to get your art out there. Right. How, how has that been for you, that side of it? So I feel like social media is a huge or has a huge impact on my work getting out there and people seeing my work. But also um, by showing your work in different shows and in different venues, I used to show my work at Angelwood Gallery in um, Grand Rapids, Ohio. Awesome. Um, I show at Copper Moon on Airport Highway. And if, if you've never been there before, they do fused glass and you can literally walk in whenever you want and make whatever you want. And they have somebody there that'll help you. They have tables set up. You can take your kids in there and make something whenever you want to. That's really cool. Yeah, a lot of people don't know That's that. Really, really cool. But they also mm-hmm. host a lot of local art teachers, and they do a lot of different classes there. Okay. So, yeah, awesome. that's a good place to go. Awesome. But um, Art on Market Shops downtown in the Libby Glass Building, there's so many local artists' art in that place. If you've never been there, you got to go check it out. They're constantly getting new artists and stuff, but I always have work in there too. Awesome. And I've taught a class there too. So there'll be more of those in the future there. Yeah, what uh, what kind of classes have you taught over the years? While I make my junkies, my characters that are out of like wood and metal antiques, I also do a lot of work with resin, epoxy resin. And I teach resin class. That's like the, I'm the only teacher that I know of in Northwest Ohio up to like Ann Arbor that actually teaches epoxy resin because it's such an expensive medium. So that's like my main class, resin geodes, resin beach scenes. Awesome. You can encase anything in resin. Um, but I also work with alcohol inks um, and acrylic painting, and I'm learning to use oil paint right now too. So Very cool. So um, we mentioned junkies a few times. Um, can you tell us a bit more about your process with that? Sure. I love going to the antique mall and thrifting and things like that, yard sales, whatever, and finding just like unique pieces of whatever I, I love antiques and vintage things and I tend to focus more on like wooden vases or wooden balls like any kind of wooden chunks that somebody at some point in time had carved a face into <laughs> or something like that but then I also like brass lamps um, bl- uh, brass well brass and all metal chandeliers and I'll take them apart and I'll use like the little spider arms, you know, for oh, yeah. junkies arms <laughs> and I'll use bobbins for legs. But when I'm when I'm looking for stuff on occasion, I'll have like a custom piece that I'm making for somebody mm-hmm. and I want something specific mm-hmm. or a specific shape or whatever. Generally, when I just go to the antique mall just for whatever, I'm looking 
for just whatever catches my eye. And I tend to gear more towards like decorative things like antique. I don't, you know how like the old chandelier arms are all mm-hmm. very ornate and, and, and twisted. Yes, yes. Yes. Ornate. That's the word I was looking yeah. for. Yeah. I just like, I like fancy looking stuff. Very cool. And I like faces. So most like all my junkies are going to have a face. Oh, yeah. Speaking <laughs> of uh, social media earlier, I think one of the first times I was exposed to your art was was on social media. And um, I, I don't remember the order, but I remember you had made a uh, Darth Vader junkies that I just like fell in love with. He was cute. He looked like a, you know, a, a, a very ornate English gentleman. Darth Vader was very, <laughs> you know, um, you know different parts it was Darth Vader but your style of Darth well, Vader well and I did Mandalorian too yep. at and the then same you followed time. up with that and I just that was so cool to me I love that so I, much I, I surprised myself <laughs> with that one I was like how did I do that they were very cool I showed my wife and she was like no we can't spend any more money on art right now but I was, <laughs> I was like I kind of want Shannon to make me one of those, those I'm gonna owe you cool. a Yoda don't worry <laughs> yes uh, um so you've mentioned a little bit about some of the other artistic forms you've been working on uh, besides the junkies. Um, which one has been your favorite to, to sort of dabble in? I just I love resin. I love epoxy resin. Yeah. I love making my junkies, but I love working with epoxy resin. There's just so many things you can do with it. And I'm constantly learning. Like the further I go, the more things I make, the more I learn. Um, and I've been doing it for about 10 years now, playing with resin. So always sort of growing yourself as an artist and, right. and testing yourself and testing what your limits are yep. and all that sort of but thing. But what's beneficial for others is that I've been through all the trials and tribulations and screwing stuff up and all that. That's why people are like, oh my God, Shannon, help me. People will call me all the time. Can you encase my wedding flowers? <laughs> can you, you know, yeah, I can do pretty much anything that you think you can do with resin and then some. Very cool. I yeah. love it. I love it. So uh, the important question here uh, is what makes you proud to be of rust and glass? So the pool of talent that is in the area or in the Rust Belt itself even, mm-hmm. I'm proud to be a part of that creative pool that we have out here. Like, I know that we knew Toledo was a creative city and we had a lot of artists and writers and dancers and, you know, everything. But I don't think we really knew how creative Toledo was until COVID hit. And then everybody started posting the things that they were making. And now it's just like, it's blown up. It's crazy. I'm so proud to be a part of of Rust and Glass and the Rust Belt and Toledo, you know, alone because of this amazing pool of creatives. And I just love Toledo as a city anyway. I was born here. I've been around, but I was born here. <laughs> and so I'm back and I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, Toledo, Toledo's art scene is as you, you meet one person and they introduce you to three yep. and they introduce you to nine and all of a sudden you realize there's so many artists doing so many different things and you know very passionate people very dedicated people yes. um, who are just phenomenal talents and you find one you just uncover more and it's yep. it's, it's never ending i think i've worked with um, almost 250 at this point and it's i just feel like i'm barely scratching the surface yeah. on, on how incredible the midwest art scene is it is crazy and I, the what's great about it too is i feel like in some cities um like writers seclude themselves poets seclude themselves artists seclude themselves mm-hmm. they don't do much all together but here like it's constantly you know all the big things and every there mm-hmm. it's artists writers poetry like mm-hmm. all in one jumble i feel like most of the different functions that we have Oh, yeah. And it's never more than like a five or 10 minute drive to find a studio or yep. to find an art festival yep. or, you know, find a, a, a local bookstore that does cool, cool events and for has writers local and, writers books. Yeah. Yep. I love it. You can't you can't get any better than that. That's the truth. Um, is there anything else you'd like to uh, tell our listeners about yourself or about your artistic journey that we might not have touched on? 
another thing that made me so creative is that I kind of had a rough childhood. We moved around a lot. Um, there was abuse. Um, I have PTSD, anxiety, things like that. And I try to stay out of my own head by creating. Right. And that's, but that was my coping me mechanism growing up, I feel like. <laughs> and it's just what kind of led me into how I'm doing now. But I will say that I did win my first art contest when I was in the fifth grade. Congratulations. Thanks. I made a, <laughs> that's, a good, that's a hot start. I know, right? And I had no idea back then, but I made a bumper sticker. It was there, it was a bumper sticker contest at school. Okay. Um, I lived in White Sands Missile Range in New Mexico. I made one that had, like, kids on the playground. Like, there was, like, two kids on a slide. One was black. One was Asian. There was a little girl, a little white girl on a, a swing set. And then I put Believe in Children on it. And I, I was in the newspaper. My mom's got the thing still. And... It's just crazy to even see it. Like a little fifth grader won a freaking art contest. That's so awesome. You're you're walking around with your head held high for a while after that. <laughs> I'm probably yeah, like yeah, I won something. Looking around the corner for fans, like <laughs> <laughs> all done with crayons, probably too. I don't even remember. <laughs> so you mentioned some of the studios that you're in, but where can people find you if they want to learn more about you or check out your art? So they can definitely go to Shannon Ice Art on Facebook and Instagram. My name is spelled Shannon and then E I S and art a-r-t so shannon ice art on facebook and instagram and then also you can go to the wonderland studio toledo facebook page um we try to keep it updated and post um new work from the studio on both of those and then you can come down to the davis building and, vis and visit whenever you want to um the address is 151 north michigan and it's the davis building i'm on the second floor suite 210 um it is a secured building so just let me know that you're coming and or when you get there so I can come down and unlock the door for you. Awesome. And are you there pretty much all day during the week? Or? Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday from noon to six, sometimes earlier, sometimes later. But those are my general hours. But if anybody ever wants to stop in on a weekend or whenever, just get a hold of me and I'll be there for you. Awesome. And I will say I've been to the studio a few times. We just we worked on a project together recently and it's it's an awesome place to visit. It's good conversation. There's you see sort of pieces of that process that you do with your art and you see the completed artwork on the wall um, obviously rose's stuff is there too and rose is another phenomenal artist and uh, it's a very cool place to check out so it's it's a it's definitely whimsy and you can see that there are mad artists at work in there like you said earlier for sure because there's <laughs> like half done art half done sculptures half done all kind frames everywhere like oh my gosh oh yeah the coolest yeah. part though is that our floor is black and sparkly it is pretty cool yeah it is. It's a little distracting, but it's very cool. <laughs> um, well, Shannon, thank you again for being here on the show with us today. It's been great getting to know you and your art. We, uh, we really loved having this conversation with you. I loved having it, too. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. It was so much fun talking with Shannon Ice today. I hope you get a chance to visit her studio or check out her art on social media. Her art is unique, to say the least, an experience you'll never forget. This has been today's episode of Proud to Be of Rust and Glass. I'm your host and producer, Curtis Dieter. The executive producer is Chris Pfeiffer. If you'd like to join the conversation, visit wgte.org slash rustandglass. Thanks for listening. WGTE. Voices around us.
WGTE is supported in part by American Rescue Plan Act funds allocated by the City of Toledo and the Lucas County Commissioners and administered by the Arts Commission.